Hey, Liam. Hey, Tom. I got a question for you. Ooh. Hit us. Let's say that you're in charge of a city's subway system. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got you got a lot of train tracks. Got a lot of trains. Do you think maintenance is necessary for those? Nah. nah. Yeah, that's what I thought you'd say. Welcome to Big Time Whoopsies. <laughs> Time whoopsies. My name is Eric McAdams, and this is a podcast about incompetence. Each week, I tell a friend of mine a story from history involving massive incompetence. This week, I got Liam and Tom, my co- my fellow co-founders of the Major Cast Network. Say hi. 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 I'm Tom, and I'm Tom. One oh, of us always it. lies, and I'm Tom. <laughs> oh, fuck Spartacus. The three Major Cast founders: Tom, Tom, and Tom. Yep. That's right, baby. That's why I'm Thomas Lockney the third, because there's three of me. And I'm Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> Uh-oh, now people can find my docs, because I said my full last name and honorific. <laughs> it was the honorific that was keeping them from getting yeah, it all this uh, time. The We kept final... putting it the fourth! <laughs> the final piece of the bottle. Damn it, that crafty Thomas Lockney, I never know which number he is. Thomas Lockney the oh, third. I get it. I see what the problem is. We've been putting in Junior Junior. <laughs> Uh, they should do that with popes like pope pius junior 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 well you know what we'll talk about popes on we are experts but we're on a different show (laughs) this is big time whoopsies y'all have been on this show many times before people know who you are people know where they can find you we don't need to do a whole introduction Fuck it, let's start, because I'm, I'm legitimately very excited for this. Let's dump yeah. dive right in. We're going to talk about the DC Metro, and for those who don't know us that well, all three of us were raised in the DMV. That's the DC, Maryland, and Virginia tri-state area. I guess it's I not really think... a tri-state area. Well, eh. two, two states and a district. <laughs> two it's a region. Two and a city. To the tune of uh, Insane in the Membrane, <laughs> two states of the district. Uh, but I also believe, because uh, technically you're like right, you were right on the border. If you like walked a little bit past I actually, your no, house. I lived in Northwest for most of my life. Oh, and then you, and then you moved. moved. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, to, so yeah. To be like just outside of D.C. So. Yeah, we are all three D.C. Boys, I couldn't think of anything Three better. DC boys, that's yeah, that's how it goes. Um, I guess right. we're gonna start a Wale cover band. And now? I, 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 I really wanted to do this episode with people who are from DC because I just don't think it would be interesting to people who aren't. Yeah, we, we, we can bring all that local culture and flavor, like two hundred two area codes. People love a good area code, and I think two hundred two is a real small one. Uh, but if you're from DC, you say it as two hundred two. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm I I'd like you both right now to think about your best story from a time you took the DC Metro. Oh God, give me oh, like me, and and you can take your time because I'm gonna go first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's my best uh, Metro story. June twenty second, two thousand nine. <laughs> wow, the wow. date. I've I've just finished ninth grade. I'm feeling good, enjoying the start of summer vacation, and I don't know it yet, but I've just contracted an extremely mild case of swine flu. (laughs) (laughs) It's 5.30 p.m. on a Monday, and my cousin Julia is visiting from Boston, so she and I have gone down to the National Mall to sightsee and look at museums. We end up staying there a little longer than planned. We were aiming at going home on the metro at around 5. I didn't have a cell phone in those days, so we stop at a payphone to call my parents. I know. To call my parents and let them know we're coming back. Listeners, you may not know this about Eric, but he's 
45 years yeah (laughs) i thought about that and i was like yeah it seemed normal at the time but looking back at it that's the weirdest part of this story That's a truly bizarre detail in the story. You're lucky that you didn't have, like, a phone booth situation where a sniper was like, oh, you gotta do all this shit for the phone booth, or I'm gonna kill ya. I think Uh think it would have to ring, and I would pick up for that to be a thing. Anyway, so we call them, and the first that my dad picks up, and the first thing he says is, oh, thank God, you're (laughs) alright. See, I've taken the Metro's red line my whole life. Both of the stops closest to my house are on it, including Tacoma. And that afternoon, there had been a crash at one of the stops I would have passed if we had taken it on time. A train was stopped between the Tacoma and Fort Totten stations on a stretch of track with a faulty circuit that failed to identify the stop train to the automatic system. This meant that the system essentially did not know the stop train was there, and a second train ran straight into it. Jesus fucking Christ, that's terrifying. The moving train, which was a 1000 series, hit the stationary one, which was a 5000 series train. The 1000 series telescoped inside the 5000, which is when it splits open and enters the other train, leaving Uh, very little survivable uh, space for passengers inside. The crash injured over 80 people and killed nine, including the operator of the moving train. Subsequent investigations revealed two things. First, there was actually a test to deal with this exact kind of faulty circuit, and this test had existed since 2006, but Metro's engineers apparently didn't know it existed or just ignored the false alarm signal. Second, the 1,000 series of trains, which have since been phased out of use, were known to have a higher risk of telescoping, and this had been known also since the mid-2000s. And a reminder, this happened in 2009. So what's your guys' best Metro story? Wow. So, I feel like all my DC Metro stories kind of got overshadowed when I moved to New York, which was like the hold my beer of Metro stories. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, sure, the DC... I've seen some crazy shit at the DC Metro, but not just a bunch of human shit in a McDonald's bag, <laughs> which I would see regularly. Oh, like, I've seen rats have a threesome on the F train. One time I saw a guy propose to his girlfriend on the red line, and she said no, and then they had to stay until they got out because it was subterranean that's you know a good, good one though her. that's like it, a proposed marriage that didn't go well on the red line yeah no, but wow. to- then i Ooh. think about the time i was on the f train where it stopped and a woman just chain smoked an entire pack of reds in an enclosed space that we were all in <laughs> i stank like cigarettes during my entire internship and people yelled at me because of it <laughs> <laughs> um in terms of my metro story, oh, okay. So if you want to see, it is it's July fourth, twenty fifteen. Yes, it's it is it is pretty recently July fourth. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to see proof that Independence Day is the stupidest fucking holiday that we celebrate, go into Washington D.C. And then go on the metro because everyone's fucking wasted. They are terrible. Yeah, no, never. Oh. I've I've made it a policy never go into the city on Independence Day. It is it is a downright well, especially because in case of an alien invasion. Also yeah. that, like, and, and so I, you go down, you go down these fucking tunnels. You're under. You're so deep under the ground in those tunnels, and it's packed left to right with people they're everywhere i don't it's know how the fuck they didn't spill into the tracks and either get electrocuted on the third rail or get flattened by a speeding train it's Anyways. actually fun fact it's actually pretty difficult to get electrocuted on the third rail at the metro oh okay they have like a they have like a like pretty decent cover on it it's not that hard to avoid yeah um and then uh i got onto a train i had to like you have to like force yourself onto the train like Get, get, just get ready, everybody, because everyone's going to be super physical on 4th of July. Yeah. Dumb holiday, dumb country. And uh, I forced my way onto a train, and uh, some people who were, like, fucked up out of their minds start screaming and 
banging on the doors inside the train, which is making things really tense. And they go, we left Jared! Jared's out there! And lo and behold, there's a man on the other side also hitting the glass <laughs> of the train door as though that's going to make this sideways sliding door open inwards, I guess. My God. And then uh, and then we got to the next stop, and... Uh, Jared was dead. And you, Yeah, well, like, literally one of the there. people was like, well... I hope Jared knows how to get home. And they did not go back for him. <laughs> That's a good story. That's my metro story. So do I you guys want to learn about the history of the, the Washington, D.C. metro system? Tell yeah. us about our godforsaken metal tunnel snakes. But <laughs> okay. also, uh, one time I was on a subway car for 45 minutes because a cop had to pull two grown women who were having a cookie fight. <laughs> That's awesome. That's very good. It was very fun. All right, so in the 1960s, D.C. was torn between how exactly it wanted to expand its transportation system. Some More po- buses! <laughs> well, actually, we'll get to buses in a little bit, a little bit later. Yes. Um, some planners wanted to build an extensive freeway system, but in the 60s and, seven, the 60s and 70s, there was fierce backlash against that idea, specifically. People were generally anti-highway at that time, and there were actually a lot of revolts around the world about highways in the 60s really? and 70s. Damn. Yeah. Uh, that's, I think just a, like, that's kind of a fun fact that I learned while researching this. Yeah. Uh, highways were one of those things that, like, Big Daddy government really <laughs> pushed for and we kind of eventually just gave in to. Kind of like with them and pot for us. <laughs> <laughs> so funds were diverted from the freeway system towards a highway that would ring DC like a belt uh, and with a rail transit system extending oh, like radials Christ. from the center of the city. The belt and I've way. never been on time to the airport since. That <laughs> godforsaken stupid piece of trash. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is also the beginning of the Beltway. We're not going to talk about the Beltway, but Good hey Christ. Beltway, fuck you. Hey, hey DC <laughs> Beltway, we know you're a listener. Fuck yourself. Fuck you, Beltway. <laughs> Sincerely from the bottom of my heart. Uh, in 1966, the Washington Metro Area Transit Authority was created. We're going to be referring to that as the WMATA from now on. <laughs> By nineteen, well, by nineteen, yeah, well, by, 19, well, by 1968, a plan for a regional subway system had been approved with five lines planned. The first line, the Red Line, opened on March 27th, 1976. Woo! Yeah, baby, yeah. let's all rep our Red, li- red Line stations: Tenley Town, let's Tacoma, all head to Friendship Heights. Woo! <laughs> Uh, over we the are ne- so white. <laughs> they are, they we are to, so white. Yeah. They are about to. Uh, the listeners are about to triangulate our home childhood home addresses, and the, you know what they will be saying? They are so white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not the deepest parts of the city for any of us. <laughs> no. But in the city... Very frightened, very frightened parents with certain proclivities about the world. Listen, listen, we're doing better than, like, people who are calling, like, friggin' Shady Grove their their, their red line stop. So let's let's not get too harsh on ourselves here. (laughs) Burn. And you know what? Hey, while we're at it, Bethesda, go fuck you too. Hey, Bethesda, this this podcast, you too. Are you not from DC, Maryland, and Virginia? Congratulations, this episode is officially unlistenable. (laughs) Fuck Bethesda. (laughs) Fuck Bethesda. Fuck Richmond. Fuck Old Town, Alexandria. Fuck them all. Get them out of here. If I know you and you live there, you're on site. You're on site for me now. Uh, except for except for uh, uh, my friends who live in Alexandria. They're, they're, we're cool. That's right. All my friends, I'm coming to get you. I'm going to fly out there. Get you in the night. It's just one friend. He knows who he is. Love you, bud. <laughs> so the red line's the first one, March 27th, 1976. Over the next decade, they continued adding more and more lines and stations connecting various counties in Maryland and Virginia to the city. Construction... Ugh. <laughs> Construction cost over a billion dollars paid by the federal and local wow. governments. They would Holy get shit. They would get another 1.7 billion in 1980 and another 1.3 billion in 1990. They would also get more billions of dollars down the line. It is incredibly expensive to operate a subway system. How how bad I wonder how bad people got taxed back in the day. 
Yo, guys. Because we don't. Because that's the fucking thing. Is we don't have representation in government. Yeah, I believe. Guys, guys. I believe. Um, it was paid for by a joint effort between D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. That was the local side. Uh, okay, so and that only paid. Of... And that only paid for a third of it. Uh, federal money covered oh, okay. two thirds of it. I was gonna say that's like that would have been an absurd tax hike. Yeah. Maybe it's because of this gigantic bong I wrote right now, but, like, I think money might be evil, man. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, bro. I'm a college freshman, so what's your guys' majors? <laughs> and when it first opened, it was worth it. Partially due to the public's hatred of highways, but mostly thanks to the impressive, unified aesthetic the stations shared, DC embraced its new subway system with open arms. Hey, Big well, concrete walls! Long, rot, long wide roads, are you fucking kidding me? Get out of here! Give me a cave carved from that of a gray building! I wanna go downstairs under some hot concrete and stew in a bin! You guys ever run up one of the big escalators? Yeah, dude, it's sick as fuck! It's the best. I always fantasized about sliding down it, but knew it was too dangerous. Mm-hmm. Seen too many videos where it went wrong. Yeah, yeah seen too many broken tailbones in my day to yeah. want to God, again, if you are not from these three places, <laughs> fuck you! Designed by Harry Weiss. The... <laughs> God damn it, Leo. <laughs> I'm sorry, but his name was Harry Weiss. That's a funny name. Harry Weiss. Designed the stations to have a distinctly modern architectural flair, drawing from both brutalist and neoclassical yeah. influences. Holy Man, shit. they they ran at home with that brutalist shit, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, you can really feel the, the like, oppressive nature. I brutally want to murder everyone when yeah. I'm taking the DC Metro. Yeah. I don't know how much it was incorporated in the original design, but uh, they've certainly been compared to nuclear fallout shelters. Yeah, <laughs> I want to sit down on a chair that is so hard and particularly brutal to my sweet cheeks. I remember playing Fallout 3 <laughs> and Tom, wait, Tom, to... Tom, the chairs were not brutalist. Well, <laughs> I, my ass says otherwise. Yeah, Eric, his ass says otherwise. Also, part I... of the reason people liked it at first was because the seats on the trains were cushioned. That's yeah. true, actually. Actually, you know what? Comfy I'll say seats. this. Some seats, pretty good. Pretty all right. Better seats than New York. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Because they're not filled with different liquids. In the in the stations, the use of exposed concrete, indirect lighting, and geometric patterns made the spaces really grand, but not usually imposing. I I know we've been kind of tooling on it so far. I actually like the architecture in the in the stations. It's I very love the architecture in the stations. It just it's just not, it very much feels like a fallout shelter. It's yeah. so fucking grim down there. You know, I, I dig it. I it's, like it's, it. It's a very strong <laughs> style, but it always makes me feel a little blue for some reason. Combined with the clean, quiet, safe train cars, the metro was beloved by Washingtonians. As late as 1996, there were still people writing into the Washington Post to talk about how much they liked it. One oh, writer Christ. said it was the best thing to happen to the metro area in the last three decades. Damn. Oh, you know what? I would buy that. Public transportation is is good. Nah, is it dude, just you, ever had, you ever have a half smoke at Ben's Chili Bowl? Again! <laughs> Fuck you if you're not from my hometown! <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, you want to just like name off some more cultural, like Armand's nah, Pizza, Porcelain. We've hit all the good ones as far as I'm concerned. Oh. Washington Monument. Ben's Chili Bowl, my mom's house. Tenley Town <laughs> Library, public library. Getting mumbo sauce on wings at a Chinese takeout. Oh, yeah. FedEx, FedEx Field, the literal worst sports dome in the oh, history the of all of Oh, the fucking worst. Holy God shit. Damn. Fuck FedEx Field. I've so never bad. been. I've Jesus lived my whole Christ. life never. No one, I've never, I've refused. God has I, bestowed a mercy upon you. Yeah, God, God loves me. My clearest memory at FedEx Field is throwing up into a trash can there. God, my clearest memory of FedEx Field was spilling a bunch of Sprite on myself and then getting attacked by bees and then the drunk fans <laughs> near me getting mad because all the bees were coming for me. And then to make up for it, my dad bought a t-shirt for the that team which has a racial bees. slur on it because our fucking football team is a racial slur. Yeah. It's awesome. Fun district we can only place. refer to it as the r asterisk 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 
Oh my god. Yep, the Was- there's the Washington football team going along <laughs> with the other sports teams that are like the Capitals and the Nationals and the Wizards. And then and there's the, the Washington racial slurs. Yeah. Thank Holy you. Holy lord. Thankfully, the football team also sucks, so they're really fun to root against. <laughs> yeah. So, also, oh, also, the architecture has been awarded, like, serious, like, honors and awards. Uh, the Metro remained one of the cleanest and safest subway systems in the country for some time, partially due to strict security measures. Mm. Incorporated into the architecture are tricks to make sure it is difficult to vandalize walls or conceal any criminal activity. There is a steering away from, like, any, like, corners or spaces where something could happen behind a wall, something like that. Yeah. It's very big and open, which goes along with the extensive surveillance system. Uh, <laughs> I've rolled a joint in the subway before and nothing happened to me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I've been reading up on like these strict security measures, but in my experience, it is pretty much deserted by all staff. I yeah. well yeah oh and also I do think that we should recognize that as you said earlier we are white, white. so we uh, experience certain privilege that allows us to white. be able to do things like that that's true in that the is subway. true way yeah yeah like I I uh, I've never been the victim of a random bag search but they've been going on and off for many years yeah. also random bag searches don't work they don't even increase security they're just performative fuck you. Uh, what was it? Where was I? I think we were about to get to the second line. Um, yeah, extensive surveillance. Uh, it has very strict rules about leaving food or trash, which is why you tend not to find as much litter there as you do in other subway systems. Like, it, it still exists, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. But you know how it tends to be generally cleaner than most other subways? Oh, yeah. But there's always, like, a big, hmm? large fountain drink that's been, like, spilled over the side near, oh, near one yeah, of the walls. yeah, 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 yeah. Bag of human shit on always, the stairs. Always so yeah. wet back there. Ooh, yeah, not, not a lot stairs. of bags of human shit on the DC Metro. They had a they had a zero tolerance policy on stuff like this, and it has been said to fall in line with broken windows style of policy enforcement. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Also, no. Did you know you're not allowed to use the bathrooms in the stations? Yeah. I wait, actually, wait, yeah, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. So, like, you're not allowed to go to the bathroom? A legitimate thing. Or you're not allowed to use the bathrooms that were built. The the bathrooms are employees only in every station. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, that's less ridiculous, I, but still ridiculous. Restroom peeing, people pee and poop. They have to. All public restrooms should be public. Yeah, there was an incident, like, relatively recently, way too recently, where, like, a pregnant woman was denied the use of a bathroom. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, Nowadays, if you get the station manager's permission, you can use one of the bathrooms. Good God. But but to get his permission, you have to prove... You have to fucking used... find him! You have to find them. And you have to prove you've used the subway bathroom before. It's kind of like sag. Find them first, and that's not a given. Yeah. Anyway, despite all this security, it was still viewed in a positive light as people liked their safe little panopticons. Mm. <laughs> Good word. But then it stopped being so safe. Before we get into the incidents. We're going to talk a little bit about WMATA, WMATA, the joint transit authority shared between D.C., Virginia, and Maryland. Welcome to WMTA in the morning. I'm your host, the Redline BJ, here to tell you all the awful things that our agency has done. (laughs) Give it away, Eric the Beaver McAdams! Eric the Beaver McAdams! I loved your air horn. It sounded like you're at the front. That was awesome. We're going to take a break here for an ad for another show on the Major Cast Network. Before we get into WMATA and uh, the safety incidents. I think I want to record you going... That's that's going to be my ringtone. Have you ever watched something for your favorite actor, but then afterwards you realized it wasn't worth your time? Well, our time is worth nothing. I'm Katie. And I'm Lenny. And together we host the Filmographers. Every month we pick an actor and watch everything they've done. Then we report back to you so you know everything to decide if it's worth your time. 
So check us out on the Major Cast Network or wherever you find your podcasts. New episodes the first week of every month. So when we left off, I promised I would talk more about WMAA. Wamata. And and because I promised it, I have to do it. Wamata began life essentially as a glorified construction company. Its job was to build as many lines and stations as quickly and steadily as possible. It was very good at this. That's part of why for the first 20 years of its existence, people liked it. The problems began only in the late 90s, although there was one safety incident where there was a train derailment that got three people killed in 1982. There were not very many, like, in the broad sense, safety incidents. I, like, I, I have to mention the 82 one because three people did die, and it mm. was terrible, but for the most part, not that bad. The problems began in the late 90s as they had to switch from being primarily construction-based to being primarily maintenance-based. Same thing happened to grunge music, man. See, if your main goal is building new lines and stations, chances are you're gonna cut corners somewhere. The place, and and when your goal is to do it as quickly as possible, I mean. Yeah. The place WMATA did uh, cut corners in was in laying the rail many subway systems have three or four tracks on every part of their lines that way there are the two tracks going in opposite directions but they can switch to another one if there's maintenance required on one of those two right so uh metro doesn't have that right seems like you need that hey businesses no more cutting corners (laughs) (laughs) Let's just just do the thing. Yeah, let's just listen. do the thing. Yeah. Let's listen to DC Cornerstone Lido Pizza and never cut corners. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mid-Atlantic if you don't live pressure. in a diamond, I will fight you. <laughs> baseball fight diamonds me, do count. They do count. Every yeah. baseball diamond is technically Washington DC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where was I? So Metro doesn't have that. Meaning that doing maintenance on these lines requires trains in both directions to use the same track, to single track around the area, which leads to serious delays. Yeah. Wait, at the DC Metro? Delays at the DC Metro? WMATA also found that its funding was drying up, which came down to politics. Politicians could secure easy points with constituents by advocating longer service hours in the area or creating a metro or bus stop. And usually they could create those bus stops really easily, which meant a lot of funding was going towards buses all of a sudden instead of the metro. They wouldn't they wouldn't gain anything from they wouldn't gain any points with their constituents from approving money to pay for maintenance equipment because that doesn't sell. Uh, Wait, wait, actually, shit, there's a quote in the article I've been using. I love buses. (laughs) They're short (laughs) and comfortable to wear. Buses are great. They're like trains, but outside. <laughs> wait, <laughs> They're like trains, wait, wait, but wait. outside. What are outside trains, then? Uh, buses. Yeah, I also, <laughs> okay. I also much prefer subway to buses, personally. So, the Harold Bartlett, who is chief of staff from 1997 to 2006, said, When you open a new rail station, that's a very sexy thing. But when you wait. want... Calm down. Oh, Calm yeah. down. But when you but when you want to buy a new rail wheel truing machine that makes the wheels not go clickety clack on the rail cars, that doesn't get a lot of attention. I disagree. Oh, I think the second Christ. thing was way sexier. The clickety clack part. There's a new station in Foggy Bottom, which is already such a sexy name, and I'm fully engorged. I do love it when politicians use, like, sexy to mean, like, <laughs> attracts attention from oh, people. Yeah, like, that's all. Station. Like, you could just say Ooh. attention getting, but you said sexy instead. <sighs> this Honey, green, you know what I love about this new green deal? It's got such huge tits. <laughs> God damn it, Liam. Oh, <laughs> fucking, that's what they sound like when they say that, though. They sound like <laughs> stupid idiots. Oh, uh, politics. With big cigars in the mouth and their eyes going, awooga! So that quote comes from the article that I'm I'm mainly relying on for the next section. And honestly, if you're a listener and all you want is, like, the, the basics and the facts, 
of the DC Metro as they stood in late 2015. I highly recommend the article, The Infuriating History of How Metro Got So Bad, by Luke Mullins and Michael J. Gaynor for the Washingtonian Magazine. If you don't want that and you actually want some humorous, keep listening to this. <laughs> so the funding is drying up and they and they can't secure a lot of funding for maintenance stuff. And then in 2003, Metro pushed back its closing times to 12 a.m. or 3 a.m. Remember when I said people were pushing for like extended service hours? Mm-hmm. 3 a.m. on weekends, 12 a.m. the rest of the time, leaving the night maintenance teams much less time to complete their work. At the same time, former employees described the working culture as lax and more concerned about having the right uniforms than proper maintenance. The Rail Operations Control Center, basically the air traffic control, like the nerve center for, for the metro, reportedly has an extremely toxic work environment, according That's to this article. Sad. With an old guard that ices out newcomers, refrains from writing out procedures, and antagonizes train operators. Christ alive. Why the fuck can't people just chill out? For people like, ride geez, the train. Like people ride the train. And what's, what's, what do you get from being mean to the newbies? I that don't would, understand it. That would be like if pilots hazed each other. So here's, Can you so imagine? It takes, it takes 20 weeks to train to be one of these guys. And during the course, there, was a, there's a, there are quotes from guys who already had like transit experience which was not the norm for these guys uh there was quotes saying like yeah there were mistakes in all the manuals that they asked us to fix while we were taking the course oh my god yeah and then when they actually got to rocc all these veterans like basically tried to make them fail unbelievable because having new people cut into their cushy overtime hours which would allow them to essentially double their salary. I mean, like, I guess the problem there is, like, just pay the people, pay these people more, and also don't be so petty and prideful. The about... starting salary for the controllers were set was seventy four thousand a year. Oh, okay, that's more than I make. So, uh, and like I said, with the overtime that they were fighting fiercely against the newcomers to protect, it would go up to almost double that. That's wild. Holy That's fuck. what I'm saying. This is not like a we need to pay these guys more situation. Mm, okay. Wait, that's crazy because you drive subway cars for a living. <laughs> that's true, I you do. Need to, you I need tra- to get I into a better union. The streets, yeah. Oh, and 74000 was the starting salary. Damn. Oh, good. For, for a, these... nice, a nice small entry-level yeah. thing to... <sighs> And apparently, you'll never believe it, but these guys who were antagonistic to the newcomers were also antagonistic to the people who operated the trains. Great. Cool, like the actual, cool, like, cool. The, the conductors, basically, of the metro. Bad. Yeah. Uh, there was apparently quite a bit of hostility between operators and controllers, as operators would apparently get so fed up with the controllers that they would dump air out of the brake lines to break the trains and make the operate the uh, controllers go through lengthy troubleshooting procedures out of sheer spite. <laughs> That's people ride these trains. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that you, you guys you guys are both from DC. I'm guessing that you both have been on a train that just kind of stops Stop outside for no a reason? station for oh, no reason. My- There's a solid chance that one of those times was because of Jesus this. Jesus fuck, That's- man. God Holy damn it. shit. Oh, I <laughs> fucking hate. I fucking hate that people are so shitty and petty that we can't make basic fucking infrastructure function. Jesus. <laughs> oh, now this is one of those episodes where Tom gets mad halfway through. Yeah, hey, what was, what was the vibe that you said you were going to have early on? <laughs> I did say that I was gonna be mellow because I'm sleepy, but now a white hot righteous weight rage burns within. A white hot silver line. Playbook. Nope, not what I was going for. The silver line isn't gonna expand till 2020, Liam. Calm down. I'm uh, still making yeah. a, a yoke. <laughs> uh, incidents began to pile up. Now's the time where we talk about the safety incidents. Finally. Great. 1996, a train fails to stop during a blizzard and the operator is killed. Ugh. 2004, an out-of-service train rolled backwards and hit an in-service train, injuring 20 people. Between 2005 and 2007, four track workers died in separate incidents. 
Jesus Christ. Then, as I described, on June 22nd, the deadliest crash in Metro history occurred, killing nine people on a train that I was almost on. Also in 2009, there was a collision between out-of-service trains that only injured three but caused nine million in damage. Five more track workers died in separate incidents between 2009 and 2013. And the kicker is that there still wasn't enough maintenance being done. Yeah, that, that, that sounds, sounds about right. right. Despite hiring a new general manager named Richard Sarles to drum up funding and improve safety, workers complained that their conditions were not improving. They kept being given less and less time to do their work, dropping up to 90 minutes per day sometimes. That's um, oh an hour and a half. In June of 2015 alone, there were reportedly over 3,000 outstanding high-priority work orders that were postponed, and whatever work they were doing was largely quick band-aid fixes. Some work orders would be marked as filled, and the people who made the request would go to the affected area and see that no one had even been there. Oh my fucking god. Ah, uh, but we we opened all those sexy new fucking stations, and we know that worked because there wasn't a dry pair of underwear in DC. Yeah. <laughs> Does your penis get wet when it gets hard? <laughs> Does Tom's penis get wet when it gets hard? Oh uh, yeah, it, it, it starts to excrete. Like, oh this. no no no! <laughs> you should see a doctor, like a urologist. It's, That's not supposed to happen. It's sort of like glue. <laughs> That's bad. Oh my That's God. super bad. What do you mean sort of like glue? Like sort it's an of, adhesive or like it looks of, like glue? Sort of like glue, except it, uh, it, it doesn't get unstuck once it dries. <laughs> Learn that the hard way as a, as a, as a child. All right. I'm going to let everyone unpack that while we continue <laughs> on with the story. It uh, doesn't already. get unstuck when it dries. <laughs> so speaking of genitalia... Train operators would relieve themselves on the tracks because supervisors weren't comfortable taking the wheel to give them bathroom breaks. Bad. Bad management. How is this not something that was addressed and then fixed? There was one story where a regulatory board monitored a routine operation. The crew had prior knowledge that they would be observed and they showed up with the wrong parts unable to fix the problem. Oh my fucking god. They knew that they were going to be observed and they came with the wrong parts and didn't do the job. Wow. What'd they score? Like an <laughs> B minus? I did that that information god, I believe fuck. is classified. Sounds like a truly Probably miserable working environment and I imagine contributes to all of these very prevent preventable accidents and deaths. So this guy, Richard Sarles, left the company in 2015. Why? And, and the numbers were looking good, and everyone celebrated him, saying he had done a great job. Oh, dear. now. This is because incident reports were lower. There, You'll notice that I stopped talking about safety stuff after 2013. And trains were running more on schedule. Or at least that's how it seemed. Mm. Those, number, those numbers proved to be deceptive as new safety incidents occurred pretty much immediately after he left. <laughs> nice. There's, you know, that old saying, uh, the, you know, but the trains always ran on time in Munich or whatever. It was fascist Italy. Fascist Italy in Mussolini's Italy. Apparently that is a, uh, actually a in-joke sort of about this very phenomenon of the, like, culture being so toxic and dumb but so obsessed with the appearance and the, I, I suppose the sexiness of it that they would just lie the trains didn't run on time yeah in Italy. yeah yeah well I'll, I'll more on that in just a second but it, it brings up a specific point because the trains not running on time more than the safety more than the working conditions whatever the trains not running on time is like the death knell of most subway systems that's when it gets declared a crisis because that's what like the public cares about most yeah because like you like you're gonna use the metro even though you heard someone died on it because you gotta get somewhere what yeah. makes you mad is that your train is late right yeah like that's yeah. that's what made that's what that's why they talk about like the trains running on time because that's what people give a shit about when it comes to this stuff 
It's true. It, yeah, I am bothered and annoyed when I'm late because I waited for the train. So the the safety incidents like resumed like as soon as the guy left, like literally four days after he he quit or not he quit he retired. <laughs> um, uh, a train filled with smoke uh, in 2015 in January killing one person and hospitalizing 84 because Jesus fucking Christ and it's because ventilation fans didn't work correctly and there was like an easy fix that did not occur cool and good this is so wild like in that same year there was an oil spill a fire and a derailed train that's that's no one died in those fucking bad like i one of the jobs that i worked was like essentially like a it fixer and it is so easy to see a ticket and then perform the the fix like yeah Mm. you might have to like learn something in order to perform it but like ultimately at the end of the day it is not very difficult to perform i mean i know that this is a train versus like it stuff which is still same thing but it's like there's still like constructive elements and stuff like i had to do power drills and do lots of like heavy lifting and equipment Mm -hmm. and like it is the the actual act of upkeeping maintenance so an infrastructure like an it infrastructure maintains efficiency and works even even to just base past the base level of functionality it's not difficult it's not difficult to identify problems and then fix them especially because we know how these things need to be fixed Mm. there's also like that that brings up a point because one of the main problems that contributed to this is as i've said like a bad workplace environment like a a culture that clearly did not care that much about doing the actual work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so naturally conservative critics of the Metro system oh, have no. pointed to the union as the main problem. Ah, uh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't matter that fucking New York, Chicago, all these other subway systems have unions and don't have the same problems. Yeah. It must be the unions that are protecting these guys because they don't have to do their jobs because they're so secure in having their jobs. Yeah, they're so secure that they have to fucking piss on the rails because other people refuse to do the jobs that they are... That is, mm-hmm. I'm furious. Unionize Good. everybody. So, also... So, not only Seven was cops. the incident reports, yeah. not only was that deceptive, also the parts about the trains running on time was deceptive. That was a manipulation. WMATA said it was exceeding its targets because it had revised its targets to be lower by 5%. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that's the unplugging your friend's controller from the N64 of WMTA. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, we got the result <laughs> that we wanted. <laughs> Who said, what did I say? I'm good. No, you, you said the right thing. It's just like, <laughs> oh, this guy's the Mick Jagger of WMATA. <laughs> but like I said, the safety problems were not the big issues. The train's not running on time. That was, uh, in many ways, the final straw. Ridership has been steadily decreasing since 2012, despite the population going up. Doesn't surprise me. Revenue is going down because of that. Despite price hikes, the Metro is one of the most expensive fares in the country. Uh, yeah, I and, remember that shit. And I believe in 2017, there was a price hike of at least 10 cents to all fares. Oh, uh, we should explain also, because not a few other subway systems do this. It, most subway systems, oh, you yeah, pay yeah. a flat fee to get onto the train, and that's it. In mm-hmm. D.C., your fee is determined by where you're going and where you're starting from. Yeah. And what time uh, of day it is. And what time of day it is. So, whereas in New York, they can just kind of hike the fee, so now it's just $3 to get anywhere. In D.C., it would be, like, for me, to get from, like, Bethesda to Tenley Town, it would be a dollar and ten cents, and I'm sure now it's, like, five bucks easy yeah to oh yeah to travel more than more than i think like three stations you're looking at like at least 4.95 yeah if it's if it's a short thing and it's not rush hour it'll be about two dollars two dollars and fifty cents nowadays um if you want to go at rush hour a considerable distance it's going to be four to six dollars most likely so yeah you can you can find your smart trip card going down awful fast mm-hmm so yeah, there's low ridership, and like despite population going up, the 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 ridership has been going down since 2012. Yeah, that's what happens when you buy a bunch of fucking stations and you don't pay for maintenance. Oh, the <laughs> stations are so fucking sexy it's though. So it's yeah. oh, I just want to touch them. I ribbled for my pleasure. 
Making matters worse, the Metro does not have much dedicated funding from the four governments that oversee it. It gets, it's gotten, it's Long gotten... Long ago, the four governments. Four, four fucking governments, and, and the, they can't figure yeah, it and the I'll, fuck and, out. Yeah, and you notice I said oh four, despite only talking about D.C., Maryland, Virginia this whole time, and I'll get to that in a second. They've gotten these, like, huge lump payments to build every time, but finding, like, dedicated funding for maintenance has proven to be an issue. <laughs> Uh, they don't, like, unlike New York, which has dedicated funding for its subway that Cuomo then relocates to other stuff, uh, the, the, the DC Metro does not get, like, a dedicated budget from its governments. They kind of have to wrangle it locally. Now, I said four because the funding fiasco got so bad that the federal government got involved in 2015, making it the only subway system in the country to have federal oversight. Man, and we still fucked it. Which, no wonder, because if you don't pay for a thing, it's going to deteriorate. That, yeah. <sighs> DC, so I'm, we, we've come to the end of it. We've basically caught up to how it is mo- in, in, at modern. Well, let's talk about the future. So, yeah, so DC is not the first major city to have a subway crisis. In most cases, the solution isn't popular, but it is necessary. Delays and station closings are inevitable while the necessary renovations take place. DC finally appears to be doing that. Thank Christ. With huge renovations costing hundreds of millions of dollars scheduled for this year. And a lot of what that means is, like, I think for, like, half the year, a lot of the southern lines, like, below the city center are going to be kind of just closed. Woof. That's fair. That's fine with me. I mean, yeah, I, I don't care. Yeah, you, you don't know? live here. Yeah, yeah, that's anymore. true. But it it feels, you know, like you said, it's necessary. Well, now yeah. we take the robust Los Angeles public transportation, system, <laughs> known as our cars. Yeah, yeah. You guys do have a subway system, don't you? Yeah, but like it's it's, it's not very good. It's it's less of a subway system and more like nine places that it takes about an hour to get to each place yeah uh, okay. like to use the subway i could drive to santa monica and back three times and i'd probably be like have a better time than trying to get just to santa monica via the subway yeah yeah, yeah. it takes it takes like f- at least 40 to 60 minutes to get like anywhere of of meaning that would be like really worthwhile for the train i think it's just an art piece <laughs> i think it's yeah. just an art piece that someone installed I in think the city like, it, it, it also kind feels of a like joke. It also feels like L.A. would be, like, the biggest no-brainer to have a public transportation system. You'd think so. You'd yeah. think so, Eric. You'd I, also I think... do think that the, the subway, that it does depend on where you live. And we just don't live. Yeah. It, that's that's the problem with the subways. It's not actually, like, that bad. I've ridden it, and it's, like, pretty all right. But it's just not expansive enough to, to It just doesn't connect people the way it should. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, that's the thing. is It, it like, functions fine, but does not fulfill I think, the Yeah, and I think that of kind of transport. purpose thing kind of affects DC as well. Because it was supposed to be, like, a kind of cross between a true subway station and, like, a commuter rail to take people from outside the city into the city. So mm-hmm. it's kind of this... It was kind of this, like... That's part of why the fares are high, because people come from, like, a long way out to get in. Which, I don't know, that kind of mixed purpose, I don't think, has served it particularly well. But then again, kind of nothing has served it well, so. Except that sexy architecture. Oh, yeah, baby. I I know that there is the prophecy that one day in the tunnels they'll find, like, the Dragon King of the DC subway system, and then (laughs) finally we can all be free from this madness, but... Oh, thank God. uh, I don't know. I think the silver line will have to happen first. Yeah, should we? Should we? Yeah, silver line, and then some other expansion that's happening in twenty thirty. <gasps> Perhaps the gold. The dragon expansion, the dragon line. <gasps> so let's let's get to the pickle for the known ones. Yeah, let's let's, let's finish this off. A question, Liam and Tom. Mm-hmm. How is a spacesuit like a bra? Oh, uh, I know this one. Um it's uh uh uh, they 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 aren't because i don't know if you guys know this today they actually canceled the uh all women's uh space oh yeah i saw that yeah because they couldn't find uh suits that fit yeah and much like a perfect bra it just doesn't exist my well i was gonna say that space suits and bras are the same for me because my boobs look great in both nice 
<laughs> the answer is that in the when when uh, the in the, in the 60s when they were first making spacesuits, they were made by the same people. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. So um, when when they were Dudes. trying to design when they were trying to design spacesuits for the astronauts to walk on the moon, they were going through a lot of different trial and errors, a lot of different ideas. There was one that was going to be like skin tight there was one that was gonna be like a balloon like structure that you would like roll around in. that slaps that's so good <laughs> amazing um and they held like an invitation only competition between two companies to decide who would make the actual spacesuit based on whoever made the better like prototype mm-hmm. and a third company victoria's called, secret <laughs> called ilc which was formed from the International Latex Company, oh. which is primarily known today as Playtex. Hell yeah. Are you fucking serious? Entered the competition. Oh kind of, God. it kind of like, it kind of told like NASA to invite them and then that happened, I guess. And when, and they were, they were less funded than the other two companies. They had uh, a lot fewer people working on it. Um, but what they did have was a lot of engineers and seamstresses to make handmade suits. Mm. Mm. And so this kind of like ragtag group of people who would like steal company supplies and work 24 hours straight to get this done came into this competition and just like, I think the, uh, the direct quote was starkly outperformed the other two. Amazing. And that's how the bra makers made the spacesuits that Neil Armstrong wore. That's good. That's good as hell. Yeah, that's the pickle for the knowing ones. Oh, thank you, Eric. No, I'm not going to thank Eric. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Thanks for being on my podcast, guys. You're, You're welcome. welcome. Always enjoy being on Big Time Westies. Always have a blast. Always feel the white hot rage of <laughs> of historical hindsight well within my belly. Me too, except for that one time when it was all sad. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's when I had yeah. the most fun. Uh, you can find Liam and Tom other places around the internet, including the Major Cast Network. Liam is also a producer on The Hard Times. Thank you. Uh, you can uh, we got... find my other stuff. You know where to find me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, check out The Hard Times yeah. and The Hard Drive. Both yeah. shows are great. And now that you've listened to this full podcast episode, you will be able to find us not only on the internet, but also in real life, because our addresses <laughs> are within spitting distance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come find me and fight me, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right, say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, Bye, boys. boys. Everyone does the joke. <laughs> you set us all up. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major. <laughs>